With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, Wednesday night wasn't profitable, but at least it was respectable. We go two and two in college basketball. We cash on Drake in the Missouri Valley. We cash on South Dakota in the Summit League. We lose on Boise State in the Mountain West. Then the game we should have had was in the Horizon League. It was Wright State hosting Davidson. Wright State is up 16 points at halftime. They had a 21-point lead at one point. The game shouldn't have, but does go to overtime. The game shouldn't have, but it does go to double overtime. We had Wright State at home, plus the four and a half, and wouldn't you know, they lose by five. So yes, when you're running hot, we win that game every time. And when you're not running hot, like we are right now, we lose a lead of 21 points at home and lose by a half a point in double overtime. It happens. I felt the handicap at least was better. I'll take two and two, and we'll move on to the next. Then in Maction football, we cashed the first half under, which was good. Maybe I need to play all first half wagers in the MAC because maybe that's the only thing I can win. The other two bets, we had the lead but blew them. Buffalo was actually up multiple scores, and they blew the lead. So we lose on Western Michigan, and we lose on Buffalo. So one and two in Maction football, two and two in college basketball, and we move on to the next. So I'm not going to touch the college football tonight. I'm only going to play the NFL and college basketball. So let's lead off in the National Football League. It is the Carolina Panthers plus the two and a half at home against the Atlanta Falcons. So we cashed in this game in week eight when the Falcons won that crazy, unbelievable 37-34 game in overtime. Yes, the helmet game for DJ Moore. This time around, the weather will be the headline story. Yes, a strong chance of steady rain during the game, thanks to Hurricane Nicole working its way up the East Coast. However, it does not appear that the winds will reach a speed to significantly impact the game. Current forecast has the winds in that 10 to 12 mile an hour range. Looking at some advanced stats, it appears the passing game isn't significantly impacted until we're above 15 miles an hour steady. Strong rains will impact the passing attempts, passing completion percentages, yards, touchdowns, so on and so forth, but not as significantly as you would think. So keep that in mind if the prop bets continue to get pushed down, especially keep that in mind when it comes to Panther quarterback P.J. Walker. He's coming off a start to forget, three of 10, just nine yards, two interceptions at Cincinnati before getting the hook. But he's back in the saddle tonight, and we'll get to face the 31st-ranked defense, giving up 470 yards per game, a league-high 300 yards per game in the air. The same team that Walker had 317 yards passing against last time around, however, in a dome stadium. The Falcons, meanwhile, they ran for 167 yards in the first meeting, And now they have Patterson in the backfield again against one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. So many will look at this game and say, it's going to be a running game because of the weather. 
Running game favors the Falcons, but I look at this and say the Falcons broke the heart of the Panthers in the last meeting. I think the Panthers actually get revenge this time around. I'm on Carolina plus the two and a half over Atlanta. Then on the prop bets, I am likely to play some of the Panthers in this game, but I'm waiting for the numbers to maybe overcorrect a little bit or for the weather forecast to change. So I'm going to table DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall and PJ Walker until later. No official podcast plays there, but I'm going to take one flyer, one prop bet for tonight. It is Shy Smith of Carolina, a very small number, over six and a half yards receiving. So it's a hit or miss here. He's only had a catch in five games this year. So he's like 50-50. He had two targets, one catch for 20 yards last time out, getting 80% of the snaps in that blowout loss to Cincinnati. Different type of game plan, of course. But tonight might be the type of night that the slot receiver gets a couple extra looks. Smith has been a major disappointment overall, but I'm just going to play a hunch, and I'm going to take the over six and a half yards receiving. Plus, I already have him in my DraftKings lineup, so I'm cheering for him anyway. Once again, Shai Smith, over six and a half yards receiving tonight for the Panthers. Next up, we got a college basketball, four games in the docket, and we start with the Battle of the Bluegrass. It is Eastern Kentucky plus the eight and a half against Western Kentucky. So Western Kentucky won last year, 85 to 80. This is the season opener for Western. Eastern, meanwhile, they won their opener, 137 to 52 over Middletown. Never heard of them. The Hilltoppers are projected to be the second best team in Conference USA this season with four starters back from last year. Meanwhile, Eastern is projected 10th place in the A-Sun, but the A-Sun is the upset special. Add another one to the list on Wednesday night. Louisville goes down. They join USC, Florida State, and Marshall, so far being upset early in the season by a team from the A-Sun. Eastern Kentucky is the little brother in the smaller conference with a chip on the shoulder. I like getting eight and a half at home. I'm going to play Eastern Kentucky plus the eight and a half over Western Kentucky. Next up, oh boy, we got a good one here. It is UMass plus the one over Townsend. So this is a big game. Nothing but respect for Townsend after researching. This is a tournament team. They're projected to be the top dog in the CAA, 25 wins a season ago, and they have a great core returning. Top player had an off night in the opener against Albany, so I expect that Timberlake kid to be much better tonight. On the flip side, UMass is projected to be mid-pack under new head coach Frank Martin. Remember, Martin took Kansas State to the Elite Eight. He took South Carolina to the Final Four, and now he's bringing some excitement back to UMass basketball. On a neutral floor, advantage Townsend. UMass at home in Frank Martin's first big game, advantage Minutemen. I'm on UMass plus the one over Townsend. Next up, we head to the Big 12. It is North Dakota State plus the 24 at Kansas. So back-to-back Summit League opponents to open the season for the Jayhawks. Kansas beat Nebraska-Omaha by 25 in the opener. Omaha is projected ninth place in the Summit League. Next up, North Dakota State projected fourth in that same conference. North Dakota State lost by 18 at Arkansas after cutting the lead to six in the second half. Kansas has Duke on deck, but North Dakota State gave them a scare two years back, losing by only four points. I don't 
expect it to be that close this time around, but I'm going to grab the 24 and I hope the Jayhawks are happy with that 15 to 20 point type win. Kansas won the national title last year, but only once did they beat somebody by 30 points. That was against old rival Missouri. So Kansas not only gives you a nice guaranteed paycheck for playing this type of game, they tend not to run it up on you. So I'm going to take North Dakota State plus the 24 at Kansas. Then your final game of the card is in the Big East. It is North Dakota plus the 28 at Creighton. So similar to Kansas, Creighton opens the season with back-to-back opponents from the Summit League. Creighton had an underwhelming 12-point win over St. Thomas, projected eighth place in the Summit. Now they get North Dakota, projected to finish dead last in the Summit League after going 6-25 and this year. So at first glance, I expected, hey, Creighton will bounce back and just blow the doors off of North Dakota. But then there's some other factors to consider. Coach McDermott started his coaching career spending five years on the bench as an assistant at North Dakota. The current North Dakota coach was once an assistant for Coach Mack at Wayne State. Creighton could name the score tonight, but with a couple of cupcakes to follow, I see no need to be a rude host to the program that first gave him a coaching job. So I'm going to grab the 28 with the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota at the Blue Jays of Creighton. So let's recap your card for a Thursday. In the National Football League, we're on the Panthers plus the two and a half over the Falcons. We have a wide receiver prop on Shai Smith over six and a half yards receiving. In college basketball, we're on Eastern Kentucky plus the eight and a half over Western Kentucky. We're on UMass plus the one over Townsend. We're on North Dakota State plus the 24 at Kansas. And we're on North Dakota plus the 28 at Creighton. So that's your card for Thursday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.